The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Thanks for tuning in to Two From The Road. Make sure to check out the stars of this podcast, John Butcher and Gary Marino, at their upcoming gigs. On Friday, February 22nd at 8 p.m., it's John Butcher's Winter Blues Showcase at the Rockport Music Center. For tickets and information, go to rockportmusic.org. On the same day, February 22nd, Gary Marino will be appearing at the World Gone Crazy Comedy Band Fundraiser at the American Legion in Manchester, New Hampshire. Information available on Facebook. Tickets available at eventbrite.com. Now, please enjoy Two From The Road. John Butcher, with me, my co-host Gary Marino. What's up? Welcome to another edition of Two from the Road. Oh yeah. The podcast which exposes the gospel truth about life on the road for musicians, comedians, actors, entertainers, jugglers, drag queens, exactly. <laughs> Anyone and everyone living out of a suitcase for a living, right, Gary? That's right. On the road, under the road, between the roads. This is the. These are the stories you will not hear anywhere else, John. You and I have a unique talent. We will get this out of people. <laughs> Joining us on this episode of Two from the Road, living blues icon James Montgomery. Oh, I am excited for this. Man, two from the road here now. This is, uh, I am proud and a little nervous to introduce my longtime friend and living blues legend. He's worked with Mick Jagger, uh, Bonnie Raitt. I, I can't even name all the artists, and I've had the privilege to work with him. Uh, on many occasions throughout the years. Ladies and gentlemen, James Montgomery, Woo! say hi. Yeah, how are you doing? Absolutely. Come on, come on, a little more. A little more. Come on, I'm a legend here. I, I, I deserve more than that. It's exciting for me because, you know, the first time I saw James, what? House of Blues, 1992 opening for uh, the House Duke. Of Blue, the House Duke. of Blues in Boston? Cambridge. Uh-huh. Duke and the Drive as he opened up for Yeah, him. Duke yeah. and the Drive. What you got? <laughs> sure you go. I used excuse to love me, that song. Excuse me. Uh, I don't think, I think Duke and the Drive was opened up for me on that show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a double bill, actually. Was that, was yeah. that the original House of Blues? Because I was, was. A, I was a blues brother then with Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi, and I, I had just finished touring with them when they opened up the one in Cambridge. That's right. Uh-huh. It was Cambridge. Yeah, so yeah. That, was, that, you know, everybody was there then. I Junior Wells, buddy guy. Uh, Who's know, who? John, John Lee was a great, great. Who guy. haven't you yeah. worked with? I mean, really. The first time we worked together, yeah. you were, he was in a band called Joanna Wild. Okay. And we played at this place in the Fall River, and there was a big chain link fence between the audience and, and the uh, and the stage. Yeah. And I hated that because I like it when the audience is right up close and and. Uh, and I remember saying to the promoter, is there anything we can do to get that chain link fence down? He said, no, it has to stay there. And, and, and it was Fall River. And after about the third song, I was saying, boy, am I glad that chain link fence is up there because <laughs> this is Fall River and look at those people out there. But that's how long I knew you. And, 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 and you were so good in that band and such a strong presence that I was the guy, I think, because I told you early on, I said, you know, you shouldn't call the band Johanna Wilde. You, you should did. call it John Butcher. You should name the band you really after said yourself. That. I remember. You should name the band after yourself. And I think it wasn't long after that that you started the John Butcher Access. How about that? So I'm taking credit for that. <laughs> you have lived the kind of life that, that the show's all about. You've been on the road. When did you first start touring? Well, I had a band in high school, and uh, we... I mean on the road. You know uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, 
we did do a couple of road trips. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I remember. We were, we were 15. Work. We were yeah. 15. It was my first road trip. We, we, it was a drug band with Chris Seal from Naptown Orange. Okay. And uh, we're on the way up to this place, and, and the banjo players, the drug band banjo uh-huh. players, ah oh, man, we're gonna get up there and drink all this beer. We said, You're 15, man. We can't drink beer. <laughs> we show up. The promoter goes, Hey, you guys want any beer? Yeah. So, that was, so that was yeah, my yeah. first road trip. Oh, there you, you go. My, but but you know. So it's safe to say a long time. You've yeah, been, yeah. You've been. Uh, but uh, I started. My my college band I started in in 69 mm-hmm. and you know we, we did it around New England but uh, you know we started when I graduated in 71 from BU is when we started you know touring all, all over New England and by 72 uh, we would we had signed with the Allman Brothers label mm-hmm. and then we were on the road with Leonard Skinner the Allman Brothers uh, Marshall Tucker Steve mm-hmm. Miller uh, Humble Pie, Steve mm. Mary. Well, that's what the show's all about. We're going to talk. Bruce Springsteen. The, the night oh, I met Bruce Springsteen. God. The night I met Bruce Springsteen, he sold 75 tickets. <laughs> oh, right. oh, my God. Wait a minute. We were making our first record at Gamble & Huff Studios, uh-huh. remember, where the, the Philadelphia sound, home of the OJs, the Delphonics, the wow. Spinners. As a matter of fact, we recorded right alongside the OJs. Wow. And we used to play dice and cards with those guys in the reception room between that, which is where I got that song, Schooling Them Dice, because uh-huh. it's a long story, too long for pop. <laughs> but anyway, so so we had a night off from recording it, and um, and we saw in the paper this guy Bruce Springsteen was playing at the Bryn Mawr campus at the coffee house at, at the college, and me and Billy Mather said to the other guys in the band, "Let's go see this guy." And the other guy said, "Well, we've never heard of Brian, and I'm not going to go see him. Who cares? We got a night off. Like, who so, could he possibly be?" Yeah, so Billy and I went because we'd heard of him, and it was 150 seater. He sold half a house. So were you two of the 75? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> so it was 73 plus us, you know. And, wow. and but but eventually, how much were the tickets? Do you remember? No, but back then tickets were probably two dollars. Right, you know? right. Yeah. In the meantime, I have was, seventy-five tickets sold for my show Saturday night. I just like to. Oh, well, that's. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fireflies in Marlboro. Is so it too early to plug? So he put, he put us on it. Uh, he put us on as his opening act on the for on his first tour. Oh wow! Springsteen. Oh, wow! Uh, yeah. All colleges. Eight, 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 what was that like? It was great. Eight eight hundred to twelve hundred seats a night. Wow! Could you imagine the road stories, John, that that our friend has? Well, funny. Well, because he. Funny. Really, I'm sorry. Can, can I? Back Go ahead, up? please. Um, he asked you to open for him at colleges because did he remember you? Did you introduce yeah, yeah. yourself and he remembered you for yeah. showing up? See, it's about showing up. Yeah. Anyone who's like listening. That. That's my new thing. 19, I like that. 2019. It's about showing. That's mm-hmm. why I'm here this early in the morning. I was okay. going to say, not it's only, about did, showing you, up. Not only did, you, did you show up, but you looked smashing when you walked in. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I loved your winter headgear. It was unbelievable. Oh, yes, I know. It's- there we are. The, the title, <laughs> the, the name of this this podcast is Two from the Road. James, I have some questions for you. Uh-oh. I'm going to, we're, and, and I'm going to throw them out to, to James, but anybody at the you table try, here yeah, can, Carrie, to can feel jump. free to jump in. Yep. Are you ready for this? Sure. Here it comes. Is there a classic blues tune you think should be retired, like Larry Bird's Jersey? Oh, yeah. You know, like never played again. Is uh, what there, I'm there's, there's, there's quite a few actually. <laughs> I want you to name one. Go. Um, if, Sweet Home Chicago should never be played again. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Hey, hey, the blues are all right. Should never be played again. Yeah. No, Got my mojo working. It should only be played by blues musicians who are over the age of seventy. Other, other than that, and, must, no. and Mustang Sally should only be played by really yeah. stupid bands at weddings. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Raise Thank it up you. to the rafters like Larry Bird's like Larry jersey. Bird's jersey. <laughs> jersey. How about you, Perry? Are there songs you think should be retired? Oh my God! And, and these aren't necessarily I, I'm not necessarily songs. It doesn't have to be blues. I know. Okay. I know jokes that can be retired. <laughs> I don't know. That's Lorena tough. Bobbitt should never be told again. And I've worked. 
with people recently that still do that joke. Oh, dear. Lorena Bobbitt? Lorena oh, Bobbitt, yeah. Well, you know what really happened that night, you know? Oh, no. When she threw the member out the window, there were two... You can say... Can were, you say dick? Say it. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and say it. I'm eventually going to say it. Oh, 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 sorry. Did I'm, start, I'm starting the joke out here. I'm so sorry. She threw, or Richard, you when, know. When she threw the member out the window before it <laughs> went into the grassy knoll where they found it, yeah. these two drunks came wheeling around the corner and it hit their windshield and then it bounced it off. And the one looked there and says, did you see the size of the dick on that bug that just hit the windshield? <laughs> oh, boy. See? Lorraine Obama should that, never be told. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. All right. We're gonna, wait a minute. I, I, do, I have an addition. Do you? Brown-eyed girl never should be never repeated. again. Yeah. Never. Raise it up to the rafters, right? And, and these aren't bad songs. Oh no, no, they just have run their course. You've we, had we enough. We can't hear them again. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Brown-eyed girl, you're right. Yeah. All right, James. I want to hear uh, as condensed as possible your craziest Spinal Tap moment. Go. Uh, playing for um, we, we did a show. We, we, we the, the summer I was in Detroit. Um, I worked with a band called the Gold Brothers, which eventually became the James Montgomery Band, because I just flew all those guys out mm -hmm. here. And um, we played a benefit for John Sinclair, uh, who was busted with, with one joint. And all the bands got canceled. The show got canceled because there was some kind of legal thing going on. Right. And we were the only band that didn't find out about it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, and, I see. and we were opening that that summer. I we like were, that. We were opening for Iggy Pop and the MC5. Right. That was my, my first college band. And um, so we got there, and there, it was just all bikers. There, was, there must have been 5,000 of them. And so we showed up. We were the only band. And they, they insisted that we play. So, of course, we did. We loved it. We played for about two hours. And then we said, thanks, we're going home. And they said, no, no, you're not going home. So yeah, yeah, we played for two hours. And then they pulled out the shotguns and, and the pistols. Shotguns and pistols. Shotguns and pistols. Uh -huh. And they, they held a pistol right to my drummer's head. Oh, and, they had, and they had a shotgun aimed at me oh my goodness and we said yeah yeah sure we'll play some more you know we were, we were just we were just we were just going to play we were some just more just thinking yeah. about playing some more you know and, and so holy cow and so we played born to be wild about 10 times in a row and believe me once we started that they were driving the bikes on the stage they were um, I, you could say fornicating on uh, uh, anyway it was, uh, it was hey uh, I already crossed the bar with Dick <laughs> thank you <laughs> no, no, no pun intended uh, James but anyway so that was that was a pretty spinal tap moment no no, 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 no that's, that's a good one that's, that's a good, good one, one. Yeah. that's a good one what should be required James of every blues front man blues voice blues clothing harmonica in a stool type 2 diabetes <laughs> or, the <ab> <laughs> or the ability to write and ooh I think we're getting or the ability to write an entire blues tune using only the word Chicago and New Orleans. <laughs> I think, but are those are the only choices? No, you, no, you elaborate. You go. Well, <laughs> what is required of a blues man? Go. Well, you know, honestly, I think what's required of a blues man is that he is he or she um, is able to get in touch with that part of themselves that brought them to the blues in the first place. Mm. Ooh, that's a wow. good answer. That's We've gone into a deep place. That's here. a good yeah. answer. We're yeah. in deep. Now. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And you and you avoided being handsome and debonair, which well, you obviously uh, are. Yeah. Can I, I just right. say? How did you avoid? Can I just that? say when you said you started your college uh, tour at when, the year I was born? I'm like, oh my god, and I know I'm freaking old. <laughs> well, you look amazing. Right. Well, it's amazing that an eight-year-old can go to college. <laughs> I can't believe they let me in, you know. Oh, dear. Well, James has kept himself in good shape because oh you got it when he plays, okay? 
it's 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 it, you know energy like you've never it's off the charts right this is what i want to know this is what i've been thinking about this actually i've been thinking about this for a long time here it comes what is your dream collaboration you work with everybody there are very few people that you and i admire that you haven't worked with having said that what is the collaboration that would be a dream collaboration for you? Well, you know, I, I get asked that question a little bit. And I used to kind of like, well, you know, I love working on everybody. But a couple of years ago, it just became clear to me. I, I don't even think about it anymore. Keith. Really? I, As I, in I, Keith, want, Keith Richards? Yeah, I want to work with Keith. Mm. I, 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 I spent a night with Mick Jagger, which was... Uh, a lot of fun. Well, lucky for you, James, you've got about another hundred years to work with Keith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Have you seen Keith recently? Listen, I think Keith I better is... get over there this afternoon. <laughs> he will Keith, are you, us Keith, all. Keith, are you listening? I'll be right over. Don't go, don't do anything. <laughs> he will outlive us all, my friend. Yeah, he will. I have to agree with you too. I love his solo records. Yeah, I really oh, do. What was I, that one? Um, shouldn't take it so hard. Yes. Yeah. In the nineties. Ivan Neville on the keyboards. Oh Those wow! Good cool. Yeah, the wino, expensive winos. Yeah, yeah. Great band. That was a great band. Well, I've gone deep cut, Kerry. You see that? Wow. Hey, hey, which is more annoying? Not enough clean towels or early hotel checkout time? <laughs> early hotel checkout time. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can all you. you can always get towels. Which is more annoying? That I'm with you. Oh yeah, the early checkout. Or early checkout. Yeah, you can always use your 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 bass player shirt for a towel but I mean, do you always stipulate um, when you check in I'm sure you've done that a couple of times <laughs> yeah when you check in do you try and stipulate a late checkout time oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean going in you're looking for that right away right? I have yeah, yeah. don't no. you have tons of stories no I absolutely yeah. you know if they, they they're usually really good they're like yeah sure yeah. Well, yeah, and, and oftentimes they say, you know, well, you have to call the front desk in the morning, and I say, screw that, give me a late check, I'll leave them alone. Here's a question for you, James. You finish a late performance, okay? You have to leave immediately to make the next show the following day. Call it 4,000 miles away. Name your list of must-have items for an eight-hour road trip by car at night. Um, couple of hookers. No, just a joke, uh... You know, it, 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 usually, um, usually, usually a bottle of wine before I leave. You know, nice. to ha- just to have it in case the car breaks down. You know, you, in case you pull over. And I, I guess nowadays, you know, um, and I hate to say this, just good company. Nice. Hmm. Nice. You know, because I, I don't do computers. You like doing like long drives by yourself or with someone else in the car? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, probably by myself. Me too. Yeah. Me uh, too. Sports radio, nobody gets hurt. Yeah, know. me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have kids, so being by myself. <laughs> how old? I, I don't even. I don't even. How old? I have to go to work. How I just, old are like, they? Uh, the twins are fifteen, and my favorite one is eleven. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> <Favorite> one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you said you had fifteen kids, and your favorite one's eleven. Is the, that yeah, not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I need to get away. But I want to just say, Jimmy Dunn. Uh, posted this and it's so true about what we're talking about with hotels and the check-ins and the early check-ins and and, and uh, well we want I I wish we had early check-ins because Jimmy Dunn very yes. funny Boston comedian posted one day uh, he, he's uh, lying down on a park bench and he said when you see a guy lying on a park bench it may not be a homeless guy it just might be a comedian waiting for check-in <laughs> <laughs> I love that's that such really a great, I love that. great I love that. oh my god that post stuck with me he did it a long time ago 
but that's so true. Don't you wish we that. could have early check-ins? Because you can't check in until 3. Sometimes you have to take an early flight, and then you're just sitting there. You're on a park bench for nothing, well, and you don't have a computer, so. No, I, I agree. <laughs> and that's another thing, you know. Not only do you request an early check-up, but when you when you book, you re, you request an early check-in. Well, Mr. Matt, can I mean, if that room's ready for you, no, no, no. Yeah, have yeah, the room yeah. ready, please. Yeah. 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 You know, and, uh, and and I tell you, you know, um, if you saw my, my home, I have plants and antiques and rugs and everything and a beautiful garden you, you think I would, would be a, like a, a homebody or whatever they call it but but I'm equally comfortable in a hotel as I am anywhere else yeah. I, I bring um, I bring different lights so, so that I have my own lighting in the hotels if I'm there for more than a day I get a plant or, or do you? Wow. I was going to ask if you bring your pl- yeah. do you bring your plants from home? If I'm there for more than one day, I'll, I'll go out and buy a plant and put it in the hotel. Do you? Oh, that's I'll, great. I'll change all my lighting. You know, what, the, the, one of the first tours I, one of the first tours I did with Aerosmith, they had a, a broadcast. What did you say? No, I said do you uplight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I do, actually, you know. You uplight the plant, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're not, what else I'm would, in, would, would we Indonesia. be talking about? <laughs> yeah. But and, and Stephen Tyler, one of the tours I did with him, his road, his road crew, had, we were staying in the same motel in those yeah. days. And, you know, Stephen invites me down to you know, have some fun. And um, so I go into his room and I go, wait a minute, is this the same hotel? His road crew is carried around in a road case. They, they had like a, oriental carpets and some plants and some this and that. Right. It was like they, they, yeah. he redecorated the room he was staying in. And in those days, he would wear seven outfits per show. <laughs> there was the outfit that he arrived in and the outfit he did sound check in, right. the outfit he left in, <laughs> the outfit he came back in, the outfit he played in, the outfit he left in, and then the one he, <laughs> and then the one he wore back in the hotel. <laughs> when you went to this redecorated freaking room, actually, Tyler was the innovator of the bringing the you know bringing the lights on the road because he used to live in that hotel, right? You're like, talking about hotel room. Lights. He used to, well, he used to live in was it the Chelsea Hotel in Manhattan? Yeah. This is in the years when when Aerosmith was inactive. Okay, mm. early, very early '80s. And I heard that his place was all, you know, he, he bought like these lamps all over the place, but then he would put colored handkerchiefs <laughs> yeah, handkerchiefs oh yeah. on them. And so it was like, it was, a, you know, there was incense. I mean, that's, yeah, all, all, he redid the room. Yeah, his yeah. hotel room always had the handkerchiefs over it. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And See? then he'd time under the mic stand and have some fun. Yeah. Exactly. Which is worse, no room service after 9 p.m. or so, no free Wi-Fi internet? Which no room, no. For me, no room service after 9 p.m. You know, I, I can go a day without 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 Wi-Fi and the internet. Carrie, I, I have to disagree. For me, I uh, I'll give up food for Wi-Fi any day. Uh, well, y'all know I where I stand need, on this question. I don't need question. it on my thighs. Sorry. I think you all know where I stand on this question. Well, uh, if I never have internet again, but it could rack a rip. And I'm thinking more like after the gig. When you said after nine, I'm thinking coming home from the gig. Yeah. What I'm thinking. Because when I check in, I do all my. You know, I, I set up my computer, and then then I have to have Wi-Fi. But after the gig, when I get home, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather be able to, you know, have them send up a, a glass of wine and a snack, than, than get on the internet and after the gig and start communicating with people who aren't going to answer until the next day anyway. That's true, but how are you going to binge watch Netflix? <laughs> oh my God, you might be right here. I changed my mind. <laughs> See, I didn't think of that. In fact, related to that, do you eat? Uh, your uh, your day meal, your catering meal before or after performance. Are you good with eating dinner before you go on, or are you better having dinner after? I, your I hardly ever eat the catered meal. I, I go out to dinner to someplace really nice. I, Bef- I eat alone. before the show. Yeah, I eat all. I eat, I, eat, I eat alone all the time on the road because I'm not going to wait around for awful catered food because I don't like to eat before I go out anyway. So I find I really I always find a nice restaurant. Uh, where I can get a nice, nice glass of wine and good, good, 
dinner and then I eat dinner. And then so you after the show, after the show, no, right? No, before the show. Oh, before the show. So okay. you're not running into any uh, gastric uh, conflict. No. Uh, as a result of eating. And as a matter of fact, in, when, in the Johnny Winter Band, I was in Johnny's band for about six years, and these guys, I couldn't believe it. We're in Paris. They're going, wow, wow, they got a McDonald's here. And I'm going, <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I swear. Did someone tell you I you're swear. in Paris? It, 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 yeah, so, so it, it, one time we're playing Houston, and uh, we're staying in this hotel. The promoter says, oh, you got the best hotel in town. I says, is that? No, no. He says, the place across the street. It's the best Mexican food in all of Texas. It's run by the family. The father cooks, the mother cooks, the kids wait the tables. So I says, great, let's have some Mexican food. And Johnny says, yeah, let's go to Taco Bell. And, and, and they went to Taco Bell. So, so I ate alone once again. Did you uh, Did you get the chicken quesadilla? dysentery? Or? Okay. I was playing New Year's Eve. I think it was 84 or something like that. So it was the last year I did blow, thanks to Mick. But anyway, <laughs> so um, so I come, you know. I think it, I missed that. You know, and I do the um, and I, I do the, the the Jackie Wilson thing. You know, it's kind of a combination of Muddy Waters and Jackie Wilson because because all the Chicago guys copied Muddy and Muddy never went on until the band played a few numbers. So I always have the band play a number or two and then I bring come you on, on, yeah, and bring me on to a vamp and then. And then Jackie Wilson never left the stage. Like, see, uh, you know, da, 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 Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Wilson, Jackie Wilson, hey, give it up for the man. Yeah. And then, so, so you know, so, so he would do these things to the vamp. So I always leave to a vamp, and then we got an encore. Bobby Chenard was my drummer that day, and Wayne Kramer was playing guitar with mm -hmm. me. But anyway, so um, so I, I did a couple of encores and left to a vamp. So when I come into my dressing room, it's, it's just Mick. You know? He's in your dressing room. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he he's a harmonica freak, so he had actually come down there on New Year's Eve to see me play at Tracks, because you know it's not far from the Mayflower. In those days, the Stones had rented the whole top floor of the Mayflower, so they could. You didn't know he was going to be there? No, absolutely not. And and it was one of the few times in my life when I when I met somebody, and I think it was just a surprise of it. But but I you know what was, did you do? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I was a little taken aback. And, 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 and you know, I met George Harrison, spent a few days with him, and Morgan Freeman and I made a move together, all this stuff. So anyway, so, we, you know, so I just figured let's start Muddy Waters. So we started talking about Muddy Waters, and then we were both trying to say the, the way that rich man's woman starts, Oh, yeah, child, yeah, hey, yeah. And then, no, no, it goes like this, hey, child, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah. You remember that when I, I bought my baby Cadillac? And so said, you're doing this in the dressing room? Yeah, she bought my baby Cadillac. She said it was just a common gift. She passed me walking on the street. She refused to give me a lift. You know, she's driving by in the Cadillac that yeah, he bought her, you know. So, so we did the Muddy Waters thing, and then he had, there were like three blondes with him and a limousine and some drugs and uh, anyway. But, uh, and that was it. And that was uh, that, That's a close encounter. That was, that was a fun time. <laughs> What's going on with James Montgomery in 2019? Um, what are you involved with? Right now, I'm, I'm involved, involved in a couple of documentaries that, that I'm making. I'm making one on James Cotton. James Cotton. And we, wow. just did a, we just did a big, huge shoot. Uh, we brought in uh, blues musicians, mostly harmonic players from all over the country, mm -hmm. and, and did a two-day shoot. Uh, when will that wrap? Uh, I don't know. You know, we're looking for another round of funding, although we've raised a considerable amount of money so far. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we did a shoot with Huey Lewis and, and Kim Wilson and Jay Giles at the House of Blues. And, uh, Barry Goudreau was on that show and Grace Kelly. It was a big lineup. Uh, we did a five-camera shoot there. We did a five-camera shoot in Houston uh, with uh, Duke Robillard and Amy oh. Brown and, and Grace Kelly and the Uptown Lawrence. 
And then this one we just did in Fall River was a two-day thing. It was the most amazing thing I've been a part of. So, nice. So uh, it's ongoing. The production's on. Yeah, we're, I'm, we're we're interviewing Steve Miller uh, next week and Jimmy wow. Vaughn and Alvin Bishop, and and I think uh, I think it's finally going to happen because uh, right now Keith is, is is on the list of possible people. That we're awesome. Nice. So and then there I, it is. And I'm making a documentary about my younger brother uh, Jeff, who was a tremendous gay activist who was uh, responsible for hate, hate crime legislation. And mm-hmm. It's a really moving story. Cool. He passed away a couple years ago. Any tour plans or, or recording plans? For uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, every record I've done, I've always liked to pay tribute to some of the, the people that, um, you know, to the people that influenced me, the, kind of the older guys that were my mentors. Um, but I, I'm putting together a record now that's going to be all original, so I'm nice. looking forward to that. Too. I would be remiss if I didn't ask James this question because he's he's the quintessential bluesman. You got a gig coming up. You got a lot of gigs coming up. Do you know what the word gig means? Where it came from? Uh, I think uh, back in the days of the plantation, they said, uh, you know, how many gigabytes do you have on that? <laughs> on that? On that? Uh, uh, you that know, can't be right. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's a depression era term. The blues musicians in the Depression used to say, I got a gig. God is good. That's what it stands for. Really? So I bring that up because we all got gigs this weekend. I did not. God is good. I I did not know that. Is that beautiful? Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm not sure if it's true, but I love it. (laughs) And I'm going with it. Honestly, James, I'm not sure either. Thank you, James Montgomery, for uh, for joining our uh, little podcast. It's an honor, man. No, thank you very much. And, and it's so great to meet Pleasure you. Pleasure meeting way, you. Garrett. It's so yes. great. Amazing. And uh, I guess I'll see you out there. Uh, it, out there would be a pretty good... Uh, <laughs> a pretty James good Montgomery, everybody. Two James from Montgomery. the road, baby. I got See you next time. like what you're hearing please share with someone you know and you can subscribe on itunes to hear the podcast or go to pod617.com for all the past podcasts yeah yeah that's right uncles on the highway don't know what to do 